From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio in New York, and Corey joins us live from his hotel room in L.A., and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we bask in the glow of the burning embers from the remains of a team owned by Jerry Jones. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got... Christian 3TD Watson. We got the bad. We got that horrific two-minute drill. We got the ugly. We got Amari Rogers fumbling not only the possibility of the game away, but also apparently his Packers career as he has now left Green Bay. Adieu, Amari. Better luck at your future endeavors Tough gig, tough gig right there, but not tough for one Corey Banky. How are you, Banky? How's LA treating you? Um, doing okay. You know, trying to make do with this background. I didn't want it to make it look like a hotel. I wanted to kind of give you the vibe of California, but I don't think I did that very well. I need a light. But um, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I don't know who in the heck, okay, in conference land for broadcasters thought that the the time in between the Packer games was the right time to have this conference. So I'm a little bit upset about it, I'm going to be honest with they you. They knew. The but, one uh, week the Packers had two games in five days, it was like, let's do it right then. There you go. I'm living through it. I'm really excited to get back tomorrow for the game. It's going to be an incredible night at Lambeau. Looks like it's going to be in the teens with the wind chill, which is let's watch that weather. Cold, Holy baby. moly. It's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a cold one, but – as Corey just said, he will be back for the game. So if you guys are around, if yes. you're in Green Bay, if you're going to the game, make sure you stop by the Plaza Pit Stop there at the Rush Center. Uh, get some Carry the G. It'll be on hand. Corey will be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Normally we say about three hours before kickoff, but I'm thinking, Corey, it's going to be a little later than that for you this time around. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best I can. Um, my, my flight lands <laughs> and barring, you know, I just, you can't make any promises right. these days with travel. Knock on yeah, all the wood. The, uh, right. That's yeah, the goal, Nagler. Where, that's the goal. And then, you know, it's been a crazy week in Wisconsin. We got startup week, Wisconsin. So a uh, lot of things going on. And the Packers, That's holy smart. crap, what is going on with the Packers in three days? A I feel win? like it's been like a week. Besides the I win, know, though, right. I feel like things that are right. going on with the Packers right now, it already feels like a week has passed since that game, and that was only three days ago. It's insane. Totally agree. And that brings us to uh, the the hotness because, you know, before we get to all the things happening, which is, you know, the news and all of the elements that have gone into what you're talking about there, we want to talk about something that happened. And there were so many things to choose from in this game. But ultimately, this was my favorite. And I'm the final arbiter. I get final say. So I picked this one. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the hotness. The hot 
ladies and gentlemen, as I said, there were plenty of things you could choose from. I mean, from Aaron Jones going full Marshawn Lynch to Christian Watson's first bomb touchdown, uh, there were so many choices. But I went with this because, to me, this is probably the most sophisticated play slash route running, catching the ball, getting in the end zone. I, all of this from Christian Watson was hot. Uh, let's take a look at this, Nicholas. Look at this release off the line. Got the, the bunch set, switch release. Look That cut right there. Are you kidding me? And the way – we're going to watch it again. The way he gets up on the corner and then he's even, he's leaving. Just gone. Ladies and gentlemen, that is hot. You do odd. I mean, it's burning. It's burning me up. It's so hot. So that's our hotness for this week. And like I said, I know there were many choices, but damn, that's a hot route. I love it. I love it. Uh, but let's get to some Packers news. As Corey indicated, a lot has happened. Um, first up, Randall Cobb designated to return off IR. I know they have not made an official announcement, but it's going to happen, people. Just be patient. Randall Cobb will be back for this Tennessee game. Uh, then we do have Kylan Hill and Amari Rogers being released. Um, the Amari Rogers move probably not surprising. The Kylan Hill, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise. It certainly not shocked me, but did surprise me when I saw his name attached to that release. Um, yeah, one carry for seven bit, yards I'm in the a little, game. I'm a little bit well. It's well on the Kylan Hill tip. Uh, apparently, it had nothing to do with production. Uh, if you if yep. you read between yep. all the things that have been going on. Apparently was kind of unsatisfied with being number three. So, what? What? I don't, that was kind of the the vibe I got off Matt, and I'm like, really? <laughs> Are you thinking you should be getting carries over AJ Dillon? Is that your tip? Like, what? yeah, like I can't fathom mm, the the are head you delusional. There. Yeah, right. And then the Amari Rogers, I agree with a lot of the sentiments. I just feel like they never really tried to find the role that that guy could be. And totally agree. I know they got Cobb and a lot of people are like, well, they got Cobb. So the, but it's like, really? Like, like it's one of those things where it's like, did you do all the things as a leader that you needed to, to put people in the right position to win? And, and this isn't an indictment on Matt or Brian or Mark uh, in this particular case, but it just feels like they didn't spend enough time based, especially based on what they invested. Right. And what they thought this right. guy was going to be. And so it just feels a little bit disappointing. In the third like, round. I just really feel, yeah, I don't I'm think he's going to be Micah Hyde or anything like that, but like he could be like right. that guy is more than likely it. There's a really high probability. He's going to succeed somewhere else in the NFL at a, in a team that gives him the right tools to succeed. Well, what's unfortunate is that because he has, he's it's past the trade deadline. So he's subjected to waivers and the Texans picked him up. It's like, oh, God, talk about going into, like, purgatory for your NFL career. But maybe it does give him an opportunity to get on the field, showcase what he can do a little bit more than he was allowed to in Green Bay. You know, he is only two years in the league. He's got two more years left on his contract. So that's probably what made him so kind of attractive. I'm sure Houston probably wasn't the only team that put in a claim. Um, yeah. You know, so they've got control of him for the next two years. Hopefully he can build build a little bit of tape resume and then, you know, hit free agency and, and, and you know, just keep developing, get a chance in the NFL because well, I'm with you, Corey. I think they didn't do a very good job. And I know it's a very unique and unusual situation 
given that Aaron Rodgers did come back after his summer of discontent and demanded they trade for Cobb, which they did. And I, I get it, man. They wanted to placate their superstar, and they did. And look, I think Cobb's been really good when he's on the field. You know, he's been a boon to the wide receiver group. So I'm not knocking that either. But it's just unfortunate for Amari. Like, it's just that he's caught in a bad moment there. And I really do hope he kind of, you know, gets a chance down in Houston. Uh, the other things we are uh, finding out this week, Patrick Taylor signed to the 53-man roster, obviously to take the spot previously occupied by Kylan Hill. Patrick's, you know, he's done it at least. He's got some regular season carries. He knows the offense. You like the idea of him being out there if something were to happen to the other two. And he's not going to apparently bitch about his spot on the depth chart. Well, um, and also the Packers, he's had two consecutive good training camps, right? So Yes. Very true. Very, very true. And, you like know, really and good like, training camps gotten, where he's the guy, you know, he's, where he's the guy. Absolutely. They're handing off to him all the time. He's really reliable, consistent. I well, mean, and what and where he really kind of probably has the edge over Goodson, the other, the other running back on the practice squad, is in pass protection, you know, like he will step in there and take on a blitzing linebacker and stone him, uh, which obviously, if you are going to be called upon when Aaron Rodgers is out there, you got to do it. Um, Practice squad, you love the practice squad. Although it's, it feels like, like the practice squad is not the kind of afterthought it used to be because practice squad no. guys get called up for game day now all the time. And the Packers have signed D.D. Westbrook, who, you know, wide receiver, very uh, fast, electric kind of punt returner slash wide receiver. Clearly the Packers are thinking punt return here. We'll see if he's out there tomorrow night. We'll see if they bring him up from the practice squad, but that's an intriguing signing. You got to think the when they made the Amari move, they had this in mind to get him out there. Although I don't think it's a done deal. I know Matt said they were going to be going through stuff at Lambeau field today in regards to the kicking game, including punt return. And we'll, they'll undoubtedly see how he looks. And if they think he's ready, they'll bring him up tomorrow. But yeah, I, I like the signing. I think it makes a world of sense. It's really unfortunate that Amari had to lose his job for it, but, um, I mean, hell, if the Packers can field a fucking punt and not give the opponent, you know, the ball on their own end, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all in on it. Um, and the final piece of Packers news, I mean, this is just great. Friend of show, been a guest twice here on Packer Transplants. Leroy Butler, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, is going to be honored at halftime. The game tomorrow night, his name is nice. going to be up on the facade along with all the other Pro Love Football it. Hall of Famers. 36, immortalized at Lambeau Field. You absolutely love to see it. Hate that it took so long, but I love that it's happening. Yeah, you know. It's good stuff. He's our guy. Love Leroy. Love Leroy. And I love that, you know, there's going to be a moment just for him. That's it's just great. Okay, let's talk about this game. Let's talk about... This win over Dallas, I'm still marinating in it. It's kind of great because Wednesday is usually the day that we, here on Transplants, you know, we talk about the game that just happened. We break it down, and then we turn the page and get ready for, like, the second half of the week, right, leading up to Sunday's yep. game. But today we get to, like, just marinate in killing the <laughs> Cowboys, and then the game's tomorrow. I love that. I love it. It's crazy. I love everything about it. But here's the fun thing about that game against the Cowboys. There's the running game. There oh, wow. it is. Hey. Wow. Hey. Hey. 
Hey, it's incredible. there's the running game. I absolutely love the Packers leaned into the running game against this team. And I know it was funny because Fox put up their little graphic, you know, how the Cowboys defense was, quote, ranked 24th, which is all well and good. A lot of that is cheap yardage because if you turn around and look at football outsiders and DVOA, the Cowboys were the ninth ranked defense by DVOA coming into this game. And the Packers ran all over them. Mike McCarthy answering questions down in Dallas today about the production that the Packers had on the ground. And look, I, I love this trend around the league. I hate that it took the Packers pretty much half a season to get around to it. But this is where the NFL is right now because of the kind of proliferation of, you know, one on one side of the ball, the Shanahan offense, but you know, on the other side of the ball, the Vic Fangio style of defense with these two high safety looks, a lot of shell coverage. Teams have started to run the ball because it's much mm-hmm. more difficult nowadays to try and generate explosive plays because teams are playing everything deep, trying to take away everything, shot play, you know, extended plays, etc. They're trying to keep everything in front of them so much too high. So teams have started to run the fucking ball, which you'll know, to Aaron Rodgers' credit, he mentioned this going in, I think it was week three this year. You know, like teams could probably potentially start running the ball more because there's so much too high being played. And so they talked about this actually today, uh, this morning, I believe, on Get Up on ESPN. And the whole extended kind of conversation, they had a whole bunch of people, Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, a lot of people were chiming in, including Mina Kimes. And I absolutely love this because this is what I have been screaming about all year long. And I know people may may find it buffoonish. Some people may think it's a little buffoonish, yeah. But buffoonish. But this is what I'm I've been talking about. The, and the, when anybody who's been on watch party knows, like these zone runs out of shotgun have been sucking the life out of me. Like they've been draining my will to live. But the power runs, the angle blocking, the counters, this is the thing that I've been begging them to lean into. And they finally started doing that a couple weeks ago in Buffalo. It absolutely made its return against the Cowboys. And I really hope they continue to lean into it because look at this from Mina. This is great stuff. What has changed dramatically, and this is what I think is, is a pretty big factor, is the types of runs mm-hmm. we are seeing on early downs. League-wide, so far this season, outside zone, inside zone are down. Gap runs are up. And not Ooh. only are they up, guys, they are wow. way more productive on early downs. Look at those numbers on power and counter. And if you don't like yards per carry, success rate is also way up. For those of you listening later who can't see the video, power and counter are both up are over a yard. Over a yard, yeah. In average. Comparative to the last two years. The last two years, it's like seeing oh, hey, look, we're, we're going to play this too high shell. Teams have finally started to say, okay, we're going to pound the fucking rock. If you're averaging, they're averaging across the league, just talking teams in general, over five yards per carry early you're downs winning. when using power <laughs> and counter. You just won the down. total win for the <laughs> offense. I mean, you talk about you want to stay ahead of the sticks. Hello? Yes. Thank but you. But I think, I think, they're, been I think they're screaming about it all year. 
I think there's two things that I think we need to differentiate that the Packers did. You know, I think the buffoonishness that Rodgers is talking about, which we're trying to be like, just run the ball, right? And from a generic standpoint, right. is one thing, right? right? But I think actually what you get to is where they got to last week, which is if you look in that game, every other play. So the ratio and the rhythm at which they called the different plays. So in some ways you could look at it like, mm-hmm. hey, Aaron Rodgers wants to run shotgun. So on first down, we're going to run shotgun. On second down, we're going to run under center some type of play. On third down, we're going to run shotgun. On fourth down, we're going to run under center if we get to there, right? And you kind of mm-hmm. saw that in this game as the drives in every drive – there was I talked about this on Patreon Happy Hour because it really stuck out at me while we were watching the game is that they were going from shotgun to under center, shotgun to under center. Now, that did three things. I think it actually uh, wasn't just an Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur thing, which kind of it is, right? It's like the distillation of like right. what Matt LaFleur <laughs> wants to do versus <laughs> what Aaron Rodgers. But right, right, right. actually, we've been successful running the ball from shotgun because we had the threat yeah, of the throw. We've had success. And, and so right. there is some success. So what I love is that you actually see it and you're like, wow, this is incredible because this is the best of all worlds. And the 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 meaning being... The defense now has to deal with two major uh, formations back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. So I do think the back-to-backness of how they called the offense was a big deal, like the rhythm, right? When you talk about rhythm and how they're calling, it's like the defense has to deal with this formation, then this formation, then this formation, then this formation. And so it becomes this always they're trying to deal with this. But then there's that third thing, which is like the most most optimistic thing for, for me from that game was that we were down by two scores, and mm-hmm. we continued the offense that we had shown the in ball. the first half. Yep. <laughs> like, Agreed. that's what's Agreed. crazy, right? And that's something you haven't seen from the Packers all season, right? You just have well, not seen that. You have not seen them well, it's saying, not just this is going to be our identity. Season, yeah. Not just this season, though. Like, through Matt's tenure, I would say that's been an issue with his teams, right? They get down a couple scores. We've talked about this on this show. You know, they get down a couple scores. It's the second half. Holy shit, we got to start gunning it because we got to catch up. We got to score right away. You know, that to your point, absolutely. All of a sudden, fourth quarter, you're down two. But they, and it's not even that they stuck with the run, although they did. But they, like you said, they kept running their offense, right? They didn't get outside and try spreading it out. They didn't go five wide. They didn't suddenly revert to like, okay, we got to do all the spread stuff. Like they just kept doing what they were doing. And it was pretty well, and damn I think successful. That, I think that it's interesting that Aaron Rodgers was upset by how the play calling was the end of the first <laughs> half. And second I do half, think there's – End of regulation. Yeah. Right. And it, sorry. Yes, yeah, 100% second half into regulation. Sorry. Um, I do think it's a little bit – I don't know if it's prescient. I don't know what the word is, right? But it's a little bit like mm-hmm. an interesting metaphor for like, yeah, Matt's like, no, we're going to keep this. Now, people in the chat and people on Patreon, and I actually told them, I'm like – Okay, yes, Christian Watson. Yes, we threw the ball downfield. Yes, all those things happened. Christian Watson is great. Christian Watson is a shiny object. What we witnessed on Sunday was hopefully the beginning chapter in 
this team recognizing the offensive capacity that it has that has been underutilizing for the entirety of the season. And majority of the, the season, only right. way right. to utilize Christian Watson is to play this kind of offense. Otherwise, we are going to, you know, it's we're going to revert back yeah. to hero ball. I mean, that's just, I, you know. I don't want to see, like, a bunch of spread stuff and asking Christian to, like, get off press man, like, four, like 30 times a game. Like, that's that's not the gig. But to your point, Corey, and to, I think, people getting excited about Christian Watson, I'm all in. I'm with you. I'm fucking so excited for the kid. But I loved this stat from Dusty after the game, Monday morning, who, if you haven't checked out yeah, my chat great. with Dusty on um, so Let's Talk Football, I highly recommend you do so. Uh, but this is great. Nicholas, if we could show this from Dusty. The Packers were running into an eight-man box 5.3 times per game, averaging 4.1 yards per carry prior to the Cowboys game. And then against the boys, they ran into an eight-man box 18 times, averaging 5.3 yards per carry. The Cowboys knew they were running, took measures to stop it, and they still couldn't. And to your point, Corey, that's what allowed things like the bomb to Christian Watson on third and one to occur because the Cowboys were com- like so concerned with the running game that they were allowing one-on-ones to happen on the outside. They were trying to commit numbers to stop Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and the run game, and that allowed and basically facilitated the plays, the big plays to Christian Watson. Now, the fourth down play, that's a, that's another story. But yeah. on the run of play, in those situations, the run game set a lot of that up. And that's what, to your point, they need to keep leaning into. And that's what I've been fucking screaming about all year long. All I also think, and I know we're going to talk long. about the offensive line next and the offensive line, the, the, the solidifying of the offensive line. Uh, over the last four oh. to five weeks, once they made the change, yes. has been like Since night and the day, right? Yes. But there is yes. one other strategic thing that I think cannot be overemphasized here from this game. And it's that the Packers, to me, for the first time this season, were committed to making a first down. Now, what does that right. mean? It means that I'm not going to take third and two for granted. I'm going to get that fucking two yards, and I'm going to use the highest probability plays to get that down in distance. And that's something that you just feel like, especially in London, especially against the Bills, there were many times where the Packers took the actual getting the first down part for granted. And I do Mm -hmm. feel like hopefully we've turned the corner on that kind of like strategy, right? Right. And look, and look, uh, like, yes, but that doesn't preclude, like, I'm all for taking a strategic shot, which is what they did with Watson. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different, right? right? If you're you're second and 10, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I get, I, you got to use plays to throw people off balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the shots, like, I'm all for it. But, like, when you continuously do it and come up short week after week after week, at some point, you have to, like, kind of just button it up a little bit, which I think the Packers did. And to your like, as you were saying, the offensive line, I just got to give these guys a shout out. I mean, you talk about the game they had against a really good Cowboys front. And yes, guys absolutely made some plays. I mean, uh, I think Elton Jenkins gave up a really un, like unusual for him sack 
uh, in a one-on-one. But for the most part, these guys were lights out. You look at that fourth and seven. You look at Rodgers' pocket there. I mean, both tackles have guys just kind of like take them both across the around the quarterback and no problem there. And Aaron has a pocket, a literal pocket to step up in. And he's able to track Watson across the formation and then steps up and makes the big-time throw for a touchdown. Like, that shit that we couldn't have taken for granted first half of the season. We definitely, like, last time they were in Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers was running for his life against the Jets, mm-hmm. you know? So the offensive line, I thought Josh Myers played really well. That's probably his best game of the year. And no, he's still not great, but he's improving. He's developing, and that's what you like to see. I think Runyon is probably the most taken for granted player on this team. And I, I'm sure the team recognizes him and things of that nature, but he never gets talked about, which as an offensive lineman, that's what you like. You shouldn't. Yeah. And Yash and Yash is, Yash is so good. He's so good. This kid is still so young and he's so good. I, I just, I, this offensive line, finally, finally, it took half a season, but this is the offensive line that we were hoping we'd see coming out of camp. Obviously, we know the the injuries played into it big time, but they're finally hitting their stride. They're finally hitting their stride, and that's really that's that bodes so well for the second half of the season. Um, And then finally, of course, on offense, you can't have an offensive discussion coming off of this game without talking about Christian Watson, who announced his presence with authority. And I, I just I loved it for him more so than anything else because of all the shit I've seen online about this kid, both in the yeah. chat during the game early on when he had a couple drops. It's ridiculous. People, you were there. You saw the fucking chat. Like people were insane. People <laughs> yeah, are out of their mind. The chat. I'm not uh, going to yeah. anymore. That, 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 this game has changed me, Corey. I'm not I looking ignore at all anything. that. Look at I try to chats. ignore all that I'll kind look of crap. At, I'll look at carry. I'll look at carry the G club. You know what I think I'm going to do from now on? I think I'm going to change the chat. You know how on McAfee they have members only chat. I know we don't have enough only. carry the G members to do that. I don't think we, we can got do that. plenty of carry the G members. Plenty of carry the G members. I'm just sick of the riffraff. I'm sick of the people who like it's the first quarter. It's the first drive. Yeah, but you know, the as soon as you do that, you know it's going to be a bunch of trolls that get carry the G, and so they're going to be like, "Yeah, I need to. I know that. I know Nagler hates that, so I'm going to do that." Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll take their money, man. It's all good. <laughs> but it's just like, it just pisses me off. Like, and then, and then coming off of his concussion, the shit his mother got online on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. man, I just felt so, so happy for the kid, and I'm, I'm really glad that he got off the schneid, so to speak. And he showed what the Packers saw in him when they selected him, when they traded up for him. You know, this is the difference maker he can be. And I just hope. He continues. I mean, I don't think I'm not expecting three touchdowns every game. Although it'd be nice, Christian, if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you run against the end zone three times a game. Fine by me, man. But whatever you want to do. But just so happy for the kid. Um, all right, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball, shall we? Um, because yep. apparently in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Corey Banky run defense is optional. It doesn't matter if it's Mike mm. Pettin. Doesn't matter if it's Joe Barry. No one be wanting to play run defense because we're just going to play with. Uh, a, a super soft shell and we're going to only have two down linemen out there and we're just going to let them run draw plays and we're just going to like, you know, go ahead, run the ball. We don't. I mean, essentially, I mean, right? Yeah. Run defense optional, man. I, this is driving me nuts, man. The fact they went out and got Jerron Reed, who I thought had a good game, actually. Um, you know, and you expected a little bit more of TJ Slayton. Kenny Clark has had a rough three weeks. Kenny Clark has not been himself. I don't know what's Just going crazy on to me. That's crazy. Man, to me. they cannot control anything up front. Anything. I mean, the run defense, I, I, it's optional. That's all I can say. At this point in Green Bay, run defense, it's gravy. If you get some run defense, awesome. <laughs> but don't expect it. It is not on the menu. Good Lord. But you know what is on the menu? Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford, oh my baby. Goodness. Wow. This kid only knows one speed. I love his game, man. And I thought uh Billy on Beer and Ball made a great point. I absolutely love this. He's like and I know a lot of people are saying he's Rasul 2.0, but what is that, right? Like wh- how do you come in yeah. off the street essentially, right? And make such a big difference right away. And and Billy I thought nailed it. He said you know, this guy knows he's got a skill set and he's got something that will get him a job regardless, right? Like, yes. Mm. Could he be cut tomorrow? Absolutely. But he knows someone's going to pick him up because he's a really good special teams player. So he's got a niche, right? He's got something that is of value and he he's secure in that. So he's out there playing a million miles an hour because he knows, okay, if I make a mistake, okay, I might make a mistake. But I also might make a big play. Like he did twice in this game with those interceptions. Yeah, that was incredible. He also, he also flew to the ball carrier. There were there were like a handful of plays. I want to say there were two specific plays. One that where Pollard 
it's coming uh, off the right side. He makes a break on the ball carrier where in the past, if that's savage, that's probably rupturing to a 15, 20-yard gain, right? Like he will throw himself at the ball I'm carrier. getting a feet. beer, by the way. Guy will make him, as you should. Guy will, you know, make him miss, and then he's off to the races. But with Ford, guy comes screaming out of the secondary, tracks down the ball carrier, arrives in a bad mood, and gets him on the ground. Four-yard gain. That's a monster difference. And it's just the confidence to be able to make that play because you know you're confident in yourself. You, you've you done the study. You've let all the study go, and now you're just going to play. You're just going to go a million miles an hour. And that is a big part of what this defense has been missing. And I love it's funny because sorry, I know I was de- I was treating the show like watch party. I meant to have my second beer ready after rehearsal, but then I failed at that. So yeah, I was sure. like, you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah, I need to drink this beer. I'm sorry, people. So I'm sorry about that. But we uh, you called we Rudy Ford because I was like, what are they going to do if Savage whatever? And you were like, Rudy Ford, he's ready. Right. It's true. I mean, just what about Quay? What about what Quay Walker saw. though? I just want to talk about. I think we should talk about. Clay he's Walker, everywhere. To me, he's everywhere. To me, he's to me, everywhere. the only the only Rashawn Gary redemption we're gonna get this season is going to come because Quay Walker takes it to the next level, and that's and it. I tell it's you like what, man, we... I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. Since the Commanders game, this kid has has been figuring it out. And again, as I said a little bit ago about someone else I, it's not like he's arrived it's not like he's figured it out it's not like the matrix right no. he's not like suddenly seeing the code or anything like that but man that 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 commander's game was the turning point in the sense of like he seems much more confident and now obviously he's being asked to do very different things now because dre has been out of the lineup he's been having the communication helmet but man the game seems to have slowed down for him a bit since washington like going into that Washington game. And that's exciting because the kid has all the tools to talk about. Yeah. We all know about his speed, but just the diagnosis, being able to find the angles, knowing when to break on things in the passing game. Like it's yeah. so exciting to watch. And what's even more exciting is the sense of when we know they're not going to have Devondre back for Thursday night. Right. But right. if, and when Devondre does get back, they can start employing him to your point. Get him after the passer a little bit more, right? Unleash him a little bit because you don't have Rashawn and you unleash you him and, and you got to imagine you, they're going to unleash him and Jair more. You got to imagine that they're going I to do that. that. They're idea. going. I love like that there's idea. just no. Yep. How do you have Jair and you don't blitz him? Like how do you have that? Yep. The guy has literally shown you that he can freaking remember own anybody you put him on <laughs> remember how good charles woodson was from the slot getting after the quarterback quarterback sack fumbles things of that nature yeah. jair could do that jair could be that guy if you let him be that guy like let him be that guy joe well and also he the, the crazy thing about jair is that the entire offense knows where he is at any time so you can use him as the they ultimate decoy like he's he yeah right. you can't afford not to know where he is so you can use him as the ultimate decoy or just to scare quarterbacks all of a sudden they see right. jair in the slot and they think he's gonna blitz and they get scared and they go into blitz and then you basically made them react to the thing that you you know what they're gonna react to you've pulled a reverse it. aaron Rodgers on them <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, let's talk about a little bit about this game on Thursday night because we all know 
It is kind of funny. I, I've noticed a little less this time around because remember back in 2020 when the Titans came on that Sunday night and it was snowing and the week leading up to that game, the Derrick Henry is going to like destroy your women and children drumbeat was like so prevalent. Like the whole week was like, oh, here comes Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to kill us. Derrick Henry is going to oh, demolish yeah. us. Derrick Henry is going to like yeah. leave a crater in the size of Green Bay. And then he's going to like, he's going to own like your soul. Like that was it. But this week, I haven't really felt that. Like it hasn't been that. And I think it's because the last time around, Derrick Henry really didn't own that game. Like he, you know, he got some stuff done. He, he was a little productive. But he didn't take over that last game. Unfortunately, I'm here to remind everyone that Mike Patton was the defensive coordinator in that game. True. So I mean, I'm but here here's to the tell thing, you that though, Derrick Henry bro. is coming for your children on Thursday night. Here's the thing, though. Aren't they still like 24th in offense? Oh, they're terrible. No, 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 no. dude. Like That's, they suck. Like, 24th makes it sound so, like, like they could. We could literally stack no, the box no, and awful. still be able to cover because they suck. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You like to think that, but it doesn't matter like if Derrick Henry's ripping off five to eight yards a run. I'm just That's why you run, you stack saying. the box, and then you just have you know, Jair on their best guy, and you're done. We just spent the offensive portion of the show talking about how it doesn't matter if you stack the box if you're committed to the run. There are answers to that. I'm just saying Derrick Henry's coming. But to also, if you get three, if you get ready. three scores up on them. And then they run oh, the ball. Now there, now there, now there, you go because that is the key to beating this team. You got to get a lead. Oh, yeah. Got to get a lead and take them out of what they're comfortable with. The problem is, is their defense is really fucking good. <laughs> really fucking good. Um, expect lots of cover three from the Titans. That's their predominant coverage. That's what they like more than anything else. It gives them a lot of flexibility as far as what how they use their corners and what they do a lot of is showing you too high pre-snap like you think it's going to be two man or cover two or tampa two and then they drop one of those safeties down they other safety goes up corners go back and they're in cover three they do that a lot now what i expect the packers to do is run the shit out of the football against i was about that. to say i was um, cover three sounds like running to me <laughs> you won't well, play cover what, three let's go i just gotta pick nice, where your safety drops down and then i go to the other side and what's nice is that if they want to press and they want to like get up on you before they get into that three, that's going to afford you some opportunities. It's going to afford you some opportunities on the perimeter. And hello, Christian Watson. Like, let's go, baby. Let's make it two in a row. Let's do it. Well, the thing is, I'm Cobb gonna... Cobb plays in this game, right? Cobb plays in this game, right? Yes. Yes. I think they're going to use. I think the thing is, they're going to use Watson as a decoy initially and throw to Cobb underneath like a bunch of times, just because, like, why not? I'm, give Cobb I'm some slants, give Cobb some I'm stuff, but make it that. look like they're going to Watson, right? Make them look like they're blitzing, going to Watson over the top. They have another right. guy, and that's where Cobb just destroys them. That would be incredible. Here's why I just, I just, I just want Packers fans to understand this. This Titans team has not given up over 17 points in regulation. Since week three, all right, they're playing really good. Defense. How many? Wait, it's how many? Be... How many? How many? Over seventeen points. Seventeen points. Wait, no one has scored seventeen points on them since week three. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Over seventeen. That is correct, sir. That's what I'm saying. 
Let's what? get ready for a really frustrating game. It's going to be hard. What? It's going to be a it's going to be a knockdown drag out fight. Uh, so I'm we telling really, you, that's why Corey, I bet we scored this is why we have these, these conversations. We're scoring 21. Let's go. Let's go. Packers finally Packers finally put up a 30 burger for the first time all year and Corey's like, "We're scoring 21 on these guys. Let's go." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I can't I'm just believe saying, that. I'm 17 just, points. That's incredible. Try, what That's I'm incredible saying stat. to people, in a league that is set up for the offense to succeed, they have not given up over 17 in regulation since week three, people. So, Nagler, Nagler, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, okay? You're not going to want to answer this, okay? And you're going to want to think I'm just trolling you. But in the multiverse, oh, wow. okay, so there is a multiverse <laughs> that exists, okay? Of course. Uh, tomorrow yes. night. Right where we lose, I don't. In our multiverse, that's not going to happen. Okay, then in our universe, Jesus right? Christ, thank you. But in the multiverse where we lose tomorrow night, are we out of the playoffs? Can right. someone tell me this? Are we out? No, not officially, but close. But like they're yeah. on life support. It's pretty bad, they're right? On life support. But, it, but aren't but we on life support now, though? Officially, are we technically yes, on life support on life right to- now? Corey, they're on life Bro. support for the rest of the year. <laughs> like- it's the Corey. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, so right I now. feel like if we Let's lose another game, we're pretty much out. Like it's it's bad. Not. I just want people to like come to Jesus a little bit. Because here's the thing: I told people on the Patreon, listen to me, right. okay? I okay. So last week, bro. Right. After this show, I was so over the the week, the whole five week thing. Right. I was just over it, and I was like, I don't want to talk right. about the Packers. I don't want to do anything. Then. I literally spent 30 hours of my life for the next four days. I had to leave two parties because motherfuckers who I love, okay? I'm talking about people that I love, right? Friends of mine that I love and I like them as people and they are near and dear to my heart. And I will be at their funeral or they'll be at my funeral, whoever dies first. And I love them and I'm never going to let them go. They were depressing the fuck out of me, bro. If I had to listen to one more person talk about all the shit the Packers had been doing for five weeks and why we were a terrible team, I wanted to kill myself. I literally announced at a party on on Thursday night. I said, I can't hang out anymore at this party because I hate everyone here and I can't talk about the Packers anymore, you guys. I can't do it. I love them and I love you, but we got to take a break. We got to take a little break. What, what's great so, is I know exactly who you're talking about, and I love it. I love everything about this. And you know, if you would have been around, oh my god, it would have been even worse because as soon as he sees you, <laughs> it's like you're like you're like the you're like the oh avatar god. for the Packers to him, and he's he'll be like, what do you think about this? What do you think? And the funny thing is, is he wasn't oh even god. asking me what I thought right at all. Right, right. right he was right, just right. like. Of course. He just needed to vomit, right? And it was just he funny. He needed to like, get it off the chest. And you're a friend, and he's, like, <sighs> reaching out. I get it. I get it. Yeah, well, um, you're uh, the guy that every Packers fan is like, yeah, let me talk to you about the Packers. Five, five let game me tell you, losing streak. Dude, dude, dude. I have Okay, you know Laga, my best, best friend in the whole world, known him forever in my life. He literally said, we were on a phone call the other night, and he goes, yeah, we're talking about everything else. And then get <laughs> towards the end, and he goes, do we want to talk about the Packers? And I was like, nope. And that was it. And you were like, that no, do you want to talk about the Brewers, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I am done. i like, nope, nope. On to the next subject. 
But so you just, Corey, you just need to set boundaries. You need to set some boundaries, you know, in your life. No, I, I did. I people. left. That was my yeah. boundary. Yeah. I was like, bye bye. I'm bye bye. I go bye bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go by myself now and not think about this it. as I look at Lambeau Field. See, the it. funny thing is, is looking at Lambeau Field makes me happy, and even when we lose, right? Because Lambeau Field doesn't talk back to me. You know, they're not like, hey, they're so depressed. <laughs> it's like, no. It's like Lambeau Field. I am this beautiful thing that has been here for decades, I and I will beacon. be here for decades like more. I'm a beacon rings, of light you know? for the U.S. Yeah. Beacon. Yes. That's true. 100%. That's like, true. Lambeau Field is like – Lambeau Field, yeah, it's, it's like beacon. Gondor, bro. It's like Gondor. It's like yeah, Rivendell, absolutely. actually. It's like Rivendell. It's more Rivendell than Gondor. Right. I'm just going to be honest with you about that. 100%. Yeah, no, of course, but it's a beacon of hope, right? Like yes. there's going to be another game. There's going to be another game. No matter what happens, there's going to be another game. That's it. It's a beacon of hope. All right, Nicholas, let's hit it. This week in the Packer Blogosphere. That's right. It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Ladies and gentlemen, you may think that this was just another instance of the Green Bay Packers shellacking the Dallas Cowboys, which, of course, it was. But this was a very, very, very important game. A tide-turning game, if you will. And we have one gentleman to thank for that. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Nope. It's not Matt LaFleur. Nope. It's not Kenny Clark. It's nobody who was on the field on Sunday. Nope. It is one big B. That's right. This was big the big B game. The big B game. It really now, was. It was the big B weekend, to be honest with you. The big B weekend. The big B game. You see it there. Look at this. I mean, my God. What a great graphic. Hey, shout out to Nate Temple for putting that together. Um, big B, as you, some of you may know, uh, Patreon members probably obviously know, uh, but you've heard me, if you're on Packers Daily, you've heard me yell out, Big B is here. Big B legit came up to me at training camp years ago and asked me to sign a football. And I was like, and it had all these other like player signatures on it. And I was like, what? you don't want my signature on this. Like, it'll ruin the value of the football. <laughs> when and was, he was that? In, I forgot. When you know, was years that? ago, years ago, years ago. I mean, I'm talking like five, six years ago. And. Big B is the man. He's the myth. He's a legend. Uh, some of you may not know he is a Make-A-Wish kid. And he, because of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, got to visit Because he had the cancer, Packers, by the way. Because he had cancer, yeah. Absolutely. And not only did Big B have, like, the most amazing weekend ever, he turned the Packers season around. I mean, take a look at this shot Pretty of him much. breaking down the huddle. He got to break down the huddle at practice. There you see him. Look at his little hat there. Look at him breaking down the huddle. That was Saturday, yep. Look at that. Come on. Are you kidding me? And then here is Big B with Aaron Rodgers with the Super Bowl trophy that Rodgers helped bring to Lombardi. Come on now. Let's go. That's incredible. I mean, think about it. How many people have been in the same room with Aaron Rodgers with that trophy? Not many. I mean, not too many. Less than 100, maybe 200, maybe less. The list is small. How many of them have a picture with Aaron Rodgers with the trophy he helped bring back to Green Bay? Not too many. Not a lot. Big B, you're an absolute legend. 
Thank you for helping turn the season around. We obviously appreciate it. Because without you, who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? He's also, to truth be told, I got to meet Bigby's family this weekend. That was really fun to meet his grandmother and his mom. That was freaking awesome. And, uh, you know, he's going to take Tyler's job, I think, pretty soon. He was much better body man than Tyler <laughs> for me. Like, everywhere I looked, like, Tyler's supposed to be my body man at the rush center, right? And, like, Tyler, like, right. I have to be like, Tyler, are you going to record this? Like, hey, are you going to take this picture with the fan? And Bigby was, like, on top of stuff. He was, like, he, I mean, you know, he's got a future. This kid's got a future. We always say underage, underage Packers, if you do not listen to Underage Packers, if you don't follow them on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to their channel. Underage Packers, underage Packers Big B, Joey, they do a great job. And as we have said for a very long time, they're going to take all our jobs. So we'll, we'll all they're going to buy Cheesehead. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to buy Cheesehead TV, and then we're going to become the Stanton and Waldorf for underage Packers. We'll be like the OK it. Boomers show. <laughs> we're going to be. I think we're already there. It'll literally yeah, be. It'll literally be are. called OK Boom. It'll be called OK Boomer, but okay we're Gen Boomer. X, and we're just be like, wait yeah. a second, we're Gen X, bro. Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm, it's funny you say that because I have never felt older and less in touch with what's going on than, than after I watched this next video because this is so good and this is exactly what highlights should be. Like, I, like Sports Center is so <laughs> 20 years ago. Sports Center is 20 so years true. ago, right? Like, when you and I were coming up, like, that's what was the standard. This is the new standard because this – from Trap House Sports. I, I've, I've run into this guy's stuff sometimes on TikTok, just scrolling, and it comes up. And, like, it's they're always really good. This guy is really talented and funny and whatever. But he's a Cowboys fan, and he made a video about this Packers game, and I <laughs> could not – I was legit crying, laughing on the subway last night when I saw it on it's my really Twitter funny. feed. I was dying. Roll it. Well, I'll be damned. We got Perk Rogers locked, loaded, ready to go. He didn't say nothing motivational to his team. All he said was, don't embarrass me out here. The game starts off in perfect favor for the Cowboys. We get on the board early with a touchdown. I ain't gonna lie, I was excited, but I immediately got flabbergasted when I saw this. What the fuck, CeeDee Lamb? Like I said, the game started off amazing for a Cowboys fan. We got Perk Rogers back there getting hornswoggled in that pocket. He was getting treated the way he be treating his Perk withdrawals and smothering them. Well, I'll be damned. It's the Cowboys just talking about the two good things cannot happen in a row. We got Dak fucking Prescott throwing picks. Did I miss a trend? Did I miss a fucking hashtag? Is Everybody trying to do the uh, Russell Wilson challenge or something? Why the fuck do the Cowboys defense decide to play bad against Aaron Rodgers? Look at this motherfucker. He, bro, think he Duke Dennis. You not Duke Dennis? And I'm sorry for the yelling. I'm a little bit flabbergasted. But fuck! Dak Prescott in the press in his last name stand for depressed Cowboys fan. Almost ran out of fucking metaphors trying to watch this game. We got dots of the ops, beams to the wrong, to all types of shit going on. I know good. Did he just hit the Marshawn Lynch? What the fuck? Nah, because why does this shit happen against my team? The Packers been looking like a JV middle school squad the whole season. They play against the Cowboys and all of a sudden they look like a fucking contender. It's all good. They force us to punt. We kick the ball off to them and goddamn, a shitting of the bucket has occurred. They gave that ball right back. They said they want to see what Dak Prescott can do. Look at the ref. Ref got the shiesty on. He acting different. Coach finally said, we're tired of seeing Dak throw the ball. We're going to start running it. We got Tony Pollard sneaking in for the touchdown. Oh shit, the Cowboys streaking a little bit. We got Dak with another bomb to CD's nuts. I'm sorry. I'm in CD Lamb. CD Lamb, what the fuck you got going on, bro? You out here acting like young thug? 
thug a little bit. Bro out here kind of acting like Jeffrey. He trying to fill the void with uh, Thug being in jail. Free slime. Well, I be damned if it's one thing about a cowboy secondary, these bitches gonna get burnt. Cowboy secondary getting burnt worse than Charlie Sheen. Cowboy secondary getting burnt worse than Cat Stacks. Cowboy secondary getting burnt worse than Magic Johnson. Here we got Captain Perk 30 with this absolute fucking laser to the end zone. We got him, he light skin. He trying to do the Stephen Curry celebration. The one, two, three, four. Shut the fuck up. Oh shit, we got the game on the line. Dak Prescott has the ball. What does he do? He throws it to a blade of grass. He throws it to the environment. He throws it to nature. Well, I be damned. Look at that secondary wide open. That secondary wide open like Pinky in 2008. Hey, yo, Perk Rogers, calm your old ass down, bro. You 63. You too old to be acting like this. Sit the fuck down. He, he took downers at the beginning of the game, but he off them uppers now. Just like that. Game over. Overtime field goal by George Bush. Why is it? always the Packers bro why can't we never beat the fucking Packers I'm sick of this you know what the best part <laughs> of that whole thing is and like all of it is Feel so brilliant throws it to a blade of grass or kicks yeah, like oh, George the Bush <laughs> the, the overtime kick by George Bush is great that throws it to nature <laughs> the it's all great by George Bush. <laughs> it's all so great just but so the fact that the end the frustration that comes out because they can't beat the Packers is exactly Ugh. where I was in the 90s when the Packers couldn't beat the Cowboys. Like, it's so yeah. great. It's so It's so crazy. Great. Bro, do you remember? Great. Oh, my God. That NFC Central, it was an NFC uh, divisional playoff game. And, and, and like, we've oh. talked about it on Packer Transplants like four or five times where I was with my right. dad at a bar and there was this Cowboys fan. And she was oh. so fucking annoying that like everybody in the bar wanted to kill her and like bury her body like seriously like and i don't say that about people but it was just like serious everybody was throwing her daggers like the whole time oh and God. the cowboys man like that's the thing kids these days they don't realize like the they cowboys know, were the, they had their hand on our neck and they just would never let go. It was like, you know, when you're bigger than your little oh, brother, yeah. your little cousin, or your little sister, yep. and you, and you do the stiff them. arm yeah, and they yeah, can't yeah. do shit. Yep. That's how the Cowboys yep. were for us. That's what – it was so crazy, like, all the hate I got from the Mike McCarthy, like, is the enemy. Because it's like there is there is no, no soul in my being. Right. Like, my 20-year-old and 30-year-old self is so <laughs> mad at me because I wasn't more militant about my feelings, okay? You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you, man. I totally feel you. That's what I mean. Like, And as soon as people say Cowboys... America's team, that's triggering to me because I'm like, oh, God, what's yeah. more America, okay? What's more America to you, okay? America, choose between these two things, okay? You have a choice of a community-owned team that was started in 1919 by the smallest fucking television market in the history of the world that couldn't survive for 50 years, then finally figured out a way, then ended up way, winning 13, technically 14, world championships, and has found their way into the hearts and minds of multiple millions of people considering the town that they're from has 100,000 people. Or, or, or... Or, or a billionaire owner who has basically decided revenue sharing is bad and the salary cap is bad and I'm going to make billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars and get away with all this kind of stuff and nothing happened to me and I'm just going to like take over the world and eat the world. That's America's team? What's more America? I mean, if you're a cynic, I guess the biggest America is the Dallas Cowboys, honestly. They're the most capitalistic team in the history of the earth.
But I would say that the Green Bay Packers are more America's team. They just don't have the money for it, which is very America's <laughs> team, by the way. Well, it's it's yeah. The person it, who it, has the marketing dollars and the people, ad agencies to push the term America's team becomes America's team, and actually, America's team is not America's team. No, it's that's funny. correct. The Green Bay Packers are not only. What's well, so funny is like that trip to London really solidified for me anyway that the Packers are the world's team. Like it's like not even close. Yeah, you talk about the fervor and the dedication and the following. I mean, look at that stadium. Look at the fact that there were like a fucking hundred thousand Packers fans chanting "Go Pack Go." No other team is that getting that. No so other team many, in the world is getting that. Yep, there are so Premier League teams that our, might get that, but no other NFL team. Yeah, not an NFL team. No, hell no. And like the fact that we went to our meetup on that Friday, like all the people that showed up, that was insanity. You know, the, the hundreds Packers of fans people, are different, different breed, different breed, just a different breed. Um, all right, it's time to talk to, speaking of Packers fans, time to hear from some Packers fans here on the, uh, YouTube channel. What have people got? Uh, yeah, so I actually am on, I'm on my remote desktop panel. Give me a second. We got Ryan, Ryan Uh, Willie. Thanks for super chat. No more hero ball. Run the ball 60 to 40. Tire the Titans D out. Okay. Six. I think you mean 60, 40 ratio, by the way. I think, I think he's talking about the ratio there. Thanks Ryan for super chat. I'm down. I'm down. Scotland Belk the second. Uh, appreciate the stream. Appreciate you, Scotland Belk the second. Appreciate you give the super chat. Thank you. Thanks so much uh, for clicking it out, man. Dave. We got three from Dave. Dave, a fully realized nine and eighty seven will be deadly. hundred percent, Dave. It will be. Uh, I mean, I don't know when Dobbs a... is Dobbs will be back probably in like three or four weeks yet. Yeah. Sorry to to uh I would love to see a tunnel screen for thirty three. Tunnel screen. I'm all in on one this year. Not a strict tunnel screen, but I love that idea. They've done some of that throughout Matt's tenure. It's not something they've leaned on, but uh, man, I love it because usually what they like to do is do that thing where they run people off and then bring him underneath on the slant. But I'd love to see him on a dedicated tunnel. That'd be great. Then one last one from Dave. Dave, I refuse to bridle my optimism. And why should you, Dave? Why would you? I don't you, bridle dude. my yes. optimism. Hell yes. Hell yes. I would 100%. rather be optimistic and I don't know. I, I know people want low expectations so that they can like have, be pleasantly surprised. Be excited but, um, and happy. <laughs> that's 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 me. <laughs> yeah. That's how um, overshadow that's how Sean. Thanks for the super chat. Big B is the man. Well, yes, he's a he kid, is. But he is the man. Yeah, but he's the man, and he turned the season around, so he's the man. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. I don't think he's a man yet, but he's getting there. He's he's well on his way. He's well, well, well. He is the man, right? But, yeah. Correct. Um, Correct. And we got Bigby. Bigby, why are you giving us super chats? God damn it. It just makes me annoyed. Uh, Aaron, have you asked for Bigby's autograph? Yeah, Aaron, have you? I haven't. Not yet. I most certainly should. will now that he's turned the season around, though. No doubt. <sighs> I probably should. I should probably get Big B to sign something. Maybe maybe Big B should sign the ball that he got and then keep it at the Lambo house. How about that? There you go. I like it. <laughs> you just want Big the ball. B with the super chat. <laughs> Appreciate you all. By the way, I will be your bodyguard, Corey. Just pay me in Dr. Pepper. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. 
I'm down with that. I'm guaranteed he's going to be better. Well, I don't know. Joey might have some things to say about whether he's going to be better than Tyler. Wait a second. Or not you know what? I just realized he might you know, be trying really addressed... to get the job. Wait a second. What wait happened? A second, wait a second. Wait. A second. What happened? We didn't really address this. So the other thing that happened while Big B was in town was Big B apparently told Lafleur you should run the ball more. Like literally, <laughs> oh, yeah. those words escaped his lips. And then blamed it on now, you. That was what's funny. Then he blamed it on me. And literally, LaFleur texted me and said, because I said the kid, I did not tell that kid to say anything. And then LaFleur texted me and said, that's not what the kid said. So look, now I'm in trouble. And then, <laughs> La- then later on, uh, he's at the breakfast funny. or lunch table with, with Rogers. And LaFleur goes over to Rogers and says, do you tell him what you told me? And then Big B proceeds to say, well, yeah, you know, apparently Nagler said you should run the ball more. And then Rogers says. Yeah, what did Rogers say? We are in the wrong profession if we are letting these buffoons tell us what to do. And I'll just say. But the best part. You finally ran the ball and you won. But the best part about that, but the best part about that that I love the most selfishly is the fact that he pluralized that because that puts me in the mix, bro. Like <laughs> if he if he would have been like you're listening to that buffoon, it would have been 100% you, right? But the fact right, that he put right, an right. S on it, like I'm just like Aaron Rodgers called me a buffoon. Aaron Rodgers called me something. I mean, something. That's incredible. That's amazing. I'm so proud of that. I'm so like, Aaron Rodgers knows who we are. That just proved it, basically proved it. That's incredible. Aaron, Big B proved that Aaron Rodgers has watched the show. That's how I get to there. That's okay. a fine All thread. Right. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> By the way, I'm 100%. He's seen some clips, okay? There's no doubt. By saying it. buffoons, he he's seen some clips. Seen he's seen it. some TikToks, bro. Aaron Rodgers follows us on TikTok, okay? I'm just going to put that out there right now. Come on. Hey, by the way, did you hear at his locker? He said it's going to be sooner rather than later. He's going to be off social media. He's very he's, he's oh, prepping. Dear. He's prepping. He's prepping for a post-social media life. Very exciting. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I just I can't believe it. I I was gonna say that during the blogosphere segment, but I totally forgot. Anyway, oh, we have uh, another super chat. Mike Road, Packer transplants two forty five. The buffoons are back. You there you go. It. There you go. You, you know what's right funny there. is you know what's really funny, and it's part of like this whole thing is like uh, today everybody was saying how great um, um, dipshit from Minnesota is. What's his name? The freaking PA Allen. announcer. Paul Allen. Paul Allen. Fucking Allen. trash. Right. Trash announcer. <laughs> anyway, so everybody, including Albert Breer, is like, oh, he's so oh, good man, at his I job. And I was yeah, like, I literally yeah. put this tweet out. And it was funny because uh, there were some people that were collateral damage that apparently said he was good. But then it was funny because a couple people were like, yeah, he's a buffoon. And then I literally thought to myself, I was like, yeah, he is. And then I was like, wait. I'm, I'm a buffoon. I was like, oh shit! Wow, I'm oh, Paul God. Allen. Like, like the worst Paul was... Allen is a, a buffoon. Aaron Rodgers thinks I'm a buffoon, so therefore the equation is I'm a buffoon, and now therefore I am Paul Allen. Oh God! Wow! No, no, that the blew worst was my when... mind. <laughs> the Matrix. No, the worst was when Zach 
Cruz said that like he equated it to like, well, this would be like if Aaron was calling the game. Because all I could think Bro, about you would was be how... way better than Paul Allen. I'm just no, telling you but right all now. I could think about was like the Packers not wanting me on the post game. Like the fact that the Packers don't want me on 97.3 is the post game. It's like I just just once let me in the booth with Wayne and, and Larry just just one time and let me show that I'm better than Paul. What you can do. That's yeah. all I want. Well, that's the that's thing. All I like want. my my problem, and not to make this a Paul Allen diatribe, but it's I like know and, ball. and people are like Paul Allen does no ball. I know ball. But that's the thing. Like Paul Allen is just like like even like like you can take two approaches to it, right? You can know football or you can be a good play by play guy, right? So like as we've gone done watch party more and more, I focus on trying to be a good play by play guy because you're really the color guy because right. you bring the football knowledge stuff, right? So it's like right. but he has chosen neither path in this scenario. <laughs> So he's neither a good play-by-play person or bring anything to the colorimetry of, like, the game. So he's basically the worst of all worlds. He's as if I was just screaming all the time. I mean, it's just like nobody wants that. He sucks. You know what they want, though? You know what they want? They want to support Cheesehead TV. And we've got to give a shout-out to Patreon members around the world. Uh, Don't forget, Patreon members. And carry the G Club members. The meetup is next month. That's right, December twenty, uh, December eighteenth, the day before the Rams game. That's Sunday. Be there. And if you want to join, become a Patreon member or become a carry the G Club member. Carry the G Club members here on YouTube. If you're on the desktop version, just hit the join button. You get special emojis. You get access to the happy hour. You can join us for the meetup. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks out there? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out on the Nicholas Bowling Show, which is already a funny username. He just put, boys, I just wanted to say I thoroughly enjoyed the stream on Sunday. That was something magically. Sorry, broke. Can't do a super chat. Just wanted to read his chat. Uh, The Nicholas Bowling Show, appreciate you. Appreciate you watching the stream and appreciate everybody um, watching Watch Party uh, this year's been pretty incredible considering we're in a post-pandemic phase and we've had like really great viewership for Watch Party. Nagler and I were, we had to be convinced by Tyler to keep doing it, to be honest with you, because I really want to watch the game yeah, and I love watching it with Nagler, but it's like, I really do want to watch the game, but I'll be honest with you. It's been meeting people at the Rush Center, meeting people in London, meeting people at the Milwaukee meetup that we had for Carry the G, where... You know, so many people said that, like, hey, I'm alone by myself and I don't have a lot of Packer fans in this town that I live in or whatever. And you guys make me feel like I'm watching it with my buddies. And so that, like, it's so funny because that's hit a nerve for me this year that I don't think I really had because it was selfish before of, like, yeah, I like watching the game with Nagler. Yeah, this is kind of a funny little novel thing. And it didn't realize that it, it had become this thing where people were like, no, 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 you don't understand, like, like my son and I used to watch the Packers game together and now my son he graduated college and he lives in name a town in the US and we don't get to watch it together right. but we watch the YouTube of you guys and then we're on and and so it's just like you don't realize the connection that you have with people I think sometimes because we're all digital um and so right. it's an it's actually an incredibly powerful well, thing that uh technology and that's allows why... us to do Dude, and that's why the thing, the meetup in London was so powerful. And that's why, like, meeting people, I mean, I was there for the, unfortunately, for the Jets game. But, like, the the pregame thing at the rest center 
that's why it's so amazing. Like the hearing from people and yeah. hearing exactly what you're talking about. Like folks who say, like, I don't like I don't have any Packers fans anywhere where I live and I watch with you guys every week. Yeah. To your point, I was I told you like I think it was like last spring. I was like, like, let's just do the big games. Like, let's do this is a primetime game. Let's do a watch yeah. party for that. And you and Tyler both were like, you know, let's do the games and let's do them all. And people are into this. And I'm I'm really glad. I'm really glad that we do it because to your point, the stories, the messages. I had a gentleman. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to put that all that out there. But I had a gentleman email me the other day. who was like, I can't tell you what it means that you guys are watching the game as though you're with us. And that's the thing. Like, we're all just hanging out. Right. And yeah, we'll yell and we'll like fucking get nuts and maybe go a little overboard sometimes. But that's what you do. Right. You're watching football. So and I, I just love that people appreciate it. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation, and we're, we're, I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time, and, uh, and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you. 